Hello and welcome to VIP Moments. I'm Bianca Likes and in this podcast brought to you by VIP Magazine, I talk to well-known people about those defining moments in their lives, from the most memorable ones to the most embarrassing ones to the hands-down most challenging ones. In this episode, I talk to R&AM anchorwoman, podcaster and hilarious storyteller, Maren O'Connell. Welcome to VIP Moments, Maren O'Connell. This present moment. So this is you. Well, I wonder, is it you out of your comfort zone being on the other side of the mic? Because uh, being asked questions about your life. Because it's not my job. No. My job isn't about me. It's about other people, which is lovely. I'm yeah. more interested in other people and their stories. So you prefer um, to interview me now? 100%. <laughs> 100%. We were just talking about your olfactory senses and I could talk about that for another you know, <gasps> 10 hours, uh, move into different areas of that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, it's an so odd thing. What is it that you don't like talking about? You don't like revealing um, your personal life? You find yourself not interesting or what? what is it? So it's also a part of the training. Yeah, no, I don't find my life interesting mm. at all. I have a really nice life. Um, it's all about having fun because we're all going to be dead soon. So that's kind of the mantra uh, that my father gave me. But it's it's also when I started in this job mm. in radio, they had to drag it out of me. I'll never forget that. My programme director in spin, Nessage, a brilliant, just a brilliant woman. She was like, you have to give a bit of yourself. And I was mm. like, why? Like, I don't. I was on um, I was on the talk show at this stage. She was like, you have to start giving a bit of yourself. And then I realised that I really was a pr- very private person. It took them a long time to try to train me to give a little to get a lot, you know. And uh, yeah, I've always thought that I, fa- I found that a bit hard because I'm just not, inter- I just don't think I'm interesting. It's just, yeah, whatever. You get up in the morning, go to work, you go home. Well, I think everybody's interesting. As, and actually, you, you also believe that everybody's interesting. I know that. So therefore, yeah. that doesn't stand up because therefore you are interesting if everybody's interesting. Um, yeah, there are interesting people in interesting situations, you know, mm. and... I just don't think I'm in very many interesting situations. Oh, would you stop? You know, but that's not. just a load of bullshit. It's a, I'm not, not, no, I'm not taking that, sir. It's not, not like it's it. just no. more people have just more going on. I kind of just float along. You know, I yeah. just float along. No, you are a bit life. of a floater. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. yeah. You're a bit of a cruiser. Yeah. And you kind of wind up in situations and you go with it. Yes. I'm yeah. not a planner, so there's no, no. there's no long plan. No. So it... It is just, you know, you text me and say, come down. And I'm like, yeah, OK, grand. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like plan. <laughs> I think that's a good way to live life. Now, you would also say that in ways it's not a good way to live life because therefore you you don't have the house. You haven't got a wedding date, even mm-hmm. though everybody's asking you about yeah. the wedding date. And that's a moment. How yeah. do you feel when everybody, the moment everybody asks you about the date and there is flipping old date, even the mummy and everybody. Oh, yeah. Yes. You talk about as being kind of... Um, what? The milestones. The right? milestones. When you have a child, you go to your nurse and you, you tick off the milestones. Yeah. Uh, is the child reaching the milestones? And I know that that's a really important part of a parent's life. And I know that it's a, an anxious part of yes. a parent's life, you know, that we've decided on. And they're not just arbitrary, you know, and it, and it's it's better to have them than not to have them. And I guess the way I've sort of Peter panned, mm. I just haven't hit any of those other milestones. Like when I said... When I was 14, 15, 16 years old, I was never going to have a child. My friends were like, shut up, that's stupid. Mm. I, but that's always how I felt. So that's not a milestone mm. for me. Whereas the other things, like when I realised that getting a mortgage just involved ringing someone up mm-hmm. and getting them to help you, mm. I was like, oh, I make things so much bigger and harder in my head than they actually are in real life. But who does it bother? Does it bother you or is it societal expectations of what you think you should be meeting? Like, does it's, it actually bother you? It's starting to bother me now. It yeah. is starting to no- it's annoying you. Yeah. 
A bit annoying me. It's like, just come on. Come yeah. on a little bit. Yeah. Just get some stuff done. I know, but settling down can be very boring, though. <laughs> like, honestly, like, cruise it for a while. Be Peter Pan for a little longer. And it's not that all that's cracked up to be. It's just not. I know, but it's having not. the cat would be nice. That would a be good. A cat would be nice. That would be nice. A cat would you know? be nice. Are you more a cat person or a dog person? All, all of, them. of them. I'll take, I'm going home tomorrow and to the two cats in my mum's house and I'm, actually buzzing to go and see them. Oh. It's pathetic. She's like, your whole family's here and you're going to come straight in. I say hi to the girls before I say hi to anyone else. Like, it's mad. Somebody said to me recently that there is no such thing as unconditional love. The only unconditional love you actually can get is from a pet. pet. I, I mean, it's. I think it's pretty true. I, like, If you think about it. They're not putting parameters on anything. No. For some reason, I don't care if they wake me up in the middle of the no. night. <laughs> they don't get in bad moods. They don't hold grudges. Like <laughs> Cats do. <laughs> I would yeah. say that cats do, but they're so goddamn cute. They're so but yeah, cute. it is that that sort of um, that sort of love would be nice. And also, we're kind of realizing that we can't keep on living our life like we're in our twenties and early thirties. Yeah, we're you not. Can. You can. We're, we're tired. Uh, like, we're no, tired. Come on. And just we ha- go just out have, a lot. Have a Baraka or something, or go and get some revive. You're <laughs> grand. Just keep going. Come on, life is for living, as you said at the beginning. You're letting me down. We're in can't grow up. <laughs> There's fear of it yet. Um, okay, so let's talk about. Um, we'll go back to the past, seeing that we're in the present now, and we'll talk about mm. your kind of earliest childhood moment. Can you remember one? Is there a standout one? There's one memory that I have of. Uh, it's. Uh, I shouldn't say it because it's around a pub. Why is it around a pub? But my parents were down playing cards in Cremon. Uh, in a place called Jack's and I was just allowed to stay there all night I must have been about three and there was Irish dancers there there was a proper trad sesh going on and I was allowed to run amok Fabulous and all night I just remember all night being allowed to stay until the parents had finished playing cards and my whole family were there and the cousins were there and it was just great fun Lucas Aid and Tato crisps. Yeah. yeah. Even I think I was too young for that. I think too, I still yeah. had a bottle. <laughs> I'm not I think I still had a bottle and I was out of dilute orange in it or something. Orange in the bottle. Fabulous. And I had it hanging out my mouth as though I was an owl one smoking a fag and <laughs> just running around the place and being allowed to hang out with these grown ups oh. and them kind of giving you the space and being like, sure, she's grand, she's grand. And my parents getting along with their life. Yeah. Which I always remembered. I always loved that, that they they didn't live for us, mm. you know. They they worked us around their life and yeah. we fitted in. Yeah, that's the way it should be, yeah. I think. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, about the cards, are you a card shark and have you got a good poker face? Can you mm. play cards? No. Because that was their time. Right. It's like when I asked dad to teach me, I, I played hockey in school and I asked dad to teach me how to play golf and he was like, no, no, that's my time. Thank you very much. They play 45 and they play 31 and they play bridge. Oh, right. And I've tried to get them to teach me how to play bridge and they get too into it that they then just start playing their own game. And I tried again this Christmas and I was winning. And mum was like, do you understand why you're winning? And I was like, I haven't a clue, but I'm enjoying the feeling. <laughs> and they just wouldn't. They were like, no, I don't have time for this. I want to enjoy myself. Now, I've got such loving parents, but that was their happy time. And mum was like, this is too stressful trying to teach you when you just don't understand. Well, if they just gave you a bit more time, maybe you would. Or maybe, have you got good con- concentration? You have good I focus. Do. You I do. Yeah, absolutely you do. Yeah, so you'd be a good student but in she, that regard. I think it's sort of wondering if we'd be shit at it and they're sort of going oh I don't want to know if my kids are going to be bad at something that I'm going to be good at that I'm good at but she just uh, they do not have the time to teach us they never wanted to teach us they wanted to enjoy it themselves oh that's so funny I quite like that yeah 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 yeah. there was no pressure to follow them into anything Mm. you know what I mean Mm. so that was nice 
Um, what about your happiest moments? I mean, do you remember them um, from being from your childhood or now, more recently, in adult years? There's a lot of them, but there was, I think, again, kind of coming a little bit later, a lot of my my siblings and my cousins are very close because they were all around the same age. And then myself and my cousin Maria from Dublin were sort of the same age, but it was rare that they'd make it down to Caradaniel and Kerry. Like, Granny's house was really down south. But there was one summer that Mm. we were all there. We were all there for a week. Everyone home was home from England and we're all there. And it was one of those magical Irish weeks, you know, Mm. like we've kind of just Mm. had. And Derrynan Beach looked like it was in the Bahamas. And my Uncle Freddie, he owned the pub there. So we got to run amok and we got to get our, you know, Rock Shandy was free all day long. And we were at the beach. It was the first time I ever got sunburnt. And Granny was there. And it was like the whole village lived in our house, in her house that week. And it was magical. Yeah. You know, it was like something from a TV special. And I can't remember anything bad about that whole week. It was just brilliant. So... Mortifying moments. Uh, have you? Uh, I bet you've had loads. Too many to <laughs> bloody count. Like two, <laughs> the waking up and just the head in the hands of like, what did I do last night? You know, I need to give up alcohol. I give up alcohol once every six months. Oh, that's good. I mean, you know? once, like, once every week. That's okay. It's not once every week. Once every six months. I'm that's, like, that's what grand. That's acceptable. Everybody's once every six months. Ah, uh, here they go. are. Yes, they are. Oh. If you're drinking, it's once every six months without yeah. fail. Okay, well, that makes me feel an awful lot better because you, you know go. that you know when you shoot up in bed, <laughs> and your eyes are wide, and it's like you've been possessed. Oh yeah, and you're like what happened? What happened? La- what happened last night? And that's one of the greatest things about having a partner. Yeah, is that they can take you out of that situation. <laughs> and that's one thing I was like, oh my god, when you get a boyfriend, they're like, they're like your buffer. Yeah, they're they're like those inflatable tubes you put down <laughs> the bowling alley. When, when you're a kid and learning how to bowl, I was like, this is amazing. Um, so many. Like, there are too many embarrassed. I have them all of the time as sober. Only, only when drunk. you're drinking. No, it can't, no, no, sober. No. Like, put my foot in my mouth all of the time. Um, just, I don't have a filter. Well, look, maybe you, maybe you don't, but you do live television every morning and there's a fairly hefty filter on that. You're not swearing and saying inappropriate things. So you do have a filter. You just have yeah. lots of opinion, that's all. But then it's, but it's just everyday, like anything in everyday life. It's like, if it's the one thing that you're not meant to say, I'll probably say it accidentally and go, why did that happen? Like it's at the front of my head. Uh, just ev- everything. I, like right I now, think, I'm I just think, going. I, I think you're too hard on yourself because like I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like I'm saying all the wrong things. You're not saying anything wrong. <laughs> I am. I am. And I'm, saying I am saying wrong. all the wrong things, no. asking all the stupid questions. Yeah. Did you listen to Georgie Crawford's um uh, episode yeah. in this where she spoke about her mortifying moment and it was um, an entire pack of chewing gum stuck to her sunglasses which she was unaware of which she picked up her daughter from school and had full-blown conversations with people and it wasn't even a piece of chewing it was the entire packet stuck to the, stuck to the glasses everyone we has, all have them we do we always we do always have them and it's sort of the how you I, w- I wish I had stuff like that that would be great I've had chewing gum in the hair and you have to put you have to cut it out I have a really you get a spiky I've you a, get the spiky hair <laughs> I have a worse story than that but I, I don't think I could tell you it's so bad oh. no it's so bad if, okay I'll tell you one I was in Greece on holiday right yeah. we, we'd gone for summer yeah uh, we were working over there during college and I'm there anyway and next thing you know we're topless sunbathing because mm. we're in Greece it's fine we're yeah. with our group Totally fine. No, yeah, that's what we did years ago anyway. No. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's normal. Next thing, a group of lads emerge from the sea. 
And they're all the older group of lads that we went to school with mm. in Limerick, like the older cool mm. lads. And I was like, oh, sweet Jesus, oh, sweet Jesus. Three of them gone out with friends. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And you're just, na- I was just kind of lying there and mm. your boobs are out. And you're like, oh, my God, what's going on? <laughs> and then I was like subtly trying to cover them up. And I see one of the lads like staring at a different part of my body. I was like, what's going on? Full bush hanging out. Oh, like, just <laughs> full. Whatever happened, whatever way my bikini had gone. <laughs> And I was like, there's this amazing clip from Smack the Pony of Dune McKagan like that. And she's like, no, I don't really have to shave my legs. She puts her legs up and her pubes are down to her knees. (laughs) And that's all I could think of in that moment going, how did that? Like, it was like I was hanging out. (laughs) And I was like, those fellas from Limerick and you see them every Christmas. I'm like, they've seen more of my body than I have, (laughs) than I've seen. So, yeah, that's um, that was very, that was very Okay, seeing as though you shared a very embarrassing moment, I'll give you my very embarrassing moment. This is a very embarrassing moment. We may not use this. I love love that you've got the power to be like, do I keep it in or not? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, um, actually, the chewing gum story reminded me. So I was chewing chewing gum, um, went to do a wee, sat down doing a wee, and um, decided, okay, I've had enough of the chewing gum. So chewing gum, <laughs> put the chewing gum into the tissue paper that's in my hand. Keep doing the wee. Stand up, wipe, flush, leave. Wash hands, leave. And as I went about the day, I was like, it's very, very minty, very like kind of cold and spicy. What is feck going on here? What's going on? So it went on for hours, hours like. And eventually I said, I have to go and just check, check what the story is here. Pulled down the pants and I was like, oh my God. So <laughs> it stuck to you. So that took a, a little bit of manicuring. I'm a just nice, nice you, manicuring job there. You just said spicy and minty. I'm yeah. like, so was it the big red? Was yeah. it the cinnamon one? Was it that's what the one that got that? Because that's a lot to be near your intimate areas. Red Bull. So that red was, Bull chewing gum. <laughs> Manicure. Is, is it Edward like, Scissor's hand. Yeah. So did, you give, did you give yourself a bit of a fringe? Yeah. <laughs> Few layers. <laughs> Well so done. Anyway, there well you go. done. There you go. Do you know what? I'm actually thinking about that. I was listening to Joanne and um, Vogue talking about yeah the the laser hair removal all over the body, like, and mm-hmm. I gotta think. I think it might I'm, be the way. I'm I'm on it. You're on it. I am in it. It's a it's Brit. Like this really? summer has been because I did it eleven years ago, but it was just a swizz. Like yeah. it's one of these places that are like you'll be done in however many sessions. And you're like, this doesn't feel like it's working. Mm. And it, I was like, so this thing doesn't work. And then I went to a new place last year. I've been doing it a year. This summer is unbelievable. I don't have to shave twice a day. Oh God, amazing. Mm, like everything. Everything. My face. Like face. Every, I get it done. Oh, yeah. Really? Done. Zip, 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 and zip, not zip, zip, um, dermaplaning, no. No, that gave me a beard. Did it actually? Right here. I did it on my fetlocks. And I was just sitting there going, so am I trying to create Mr. Darcy lamb chops on my face? <laughs> is that what's? happening here so let's stop that and I just lasered really? lasered it all off and I it is so freeing because I was waxing and it, did you find the laser sore at all no no I think it's fine and when it does get because it can be quite intense on the yeah. legs yeah uh, just go to your just go to a place go to a place or just go do you mind if I mm. put on a podcast or something like that right you can the person who does uh, my legs uh, Nicola and Urbana she is amazing I absolutely adore her She's so lovely, so sound. You chat away and then when you kind of flip over, you, you just kind of go to your zone. Mm. So I just read the news and um, it has been like, it's such a superficial thing. Yeah, yeah. But talking to 
a friend of mine and she's a blonde like she doesn't notice anything and she's like how do you like you can just get up in the morning and just throw on a period I'm like yeah I could mm. never do that before it's just nice to be yeah, like yeah, I yeah. am not the hairiest person in the world <laughs> and were you the hairiest person in the world before? I thought I was you thought you were yeah and mm. then when I said to himself that I was getting I was like oh, I'm getting you know I'm getting laser I'd met him after doing yeah. a consultation and I was like oh my laser he was like why are you getting laser and I was like because I'm the hairiest woman in the world he's like no you're not I was like tell me everything tell me of all of the other hairy mollies that I need to have in my life that have been in your life so it's um, uh, it's great I would anyone who has brown hair yeah do it treat yourself yeah Um, okay so let's fly through a few more moments what about a about a moment that changed you a moment that changed me or a moment that made you I think a moment that made me was a job I had in a nightclub when I was about 22, getting money together, 23, 22, 23, getting money together to go to Australia. So I was working a clothes shop, a kid's clothes shop during the day and I worked in a nightclub at night. Love it. And all my mates were working in the nightclub. Oh, like, the best crack. All of us worked there. Oh. And they were like, you get a job in here as well. And I hadn't worked in a pub before, had I? Not really, just like my uncles, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. And neither had loads of my friends, but they were all behind the bar. Yeah. You know, there was like five different bars, six different bars. And I was like, great, I'll be floor staff. I'll be picking up glasses. I'll eventually get into the bar. So after a couple of days, I was picking up glasses and uh, one of the managers and one of my friends was going out with one of the managers. And we kind of knew all the managers from Limerick anyway, because we would have been going to this nightclub for years. And next thing, and again, being mouthy and being like, oh, for God's sake, what, you know. Jar shows me into the toilet and that became my job. <laughs> I was that person that stands in the toilet waiting for you to puke <laughs> to clean it up. Stop. I'm that person. Um, good training, good training, Maren, though. When you've fallen off the toilet and wedged yourself and you've got the door locked and I have to climb in over the top of the toilet to free you. <laughs> I'm that person. I'm that person who has to shout, stop shoving naggins down the cistern. I was that person. And I would be put in there. So we started our shifts at nine. So we'd set up and then I'd be in there from 10 o'clock. No one would come into the club until 12, right? You're just, you're not in the club. And I'd bring in books to read. And Jar would come in every 20 minutes and take the books off me if I was reading. He was like, you just have to stand here. I was like, you're this, what is this initiation? Is this like G.I. Jane for Trinity Rooms? What's going on Why here? Why do you think that you ended up with that with that job? Because I was mouthy. Because you were mouthy. And he was trying, I don't know, trying to put manners on me or I don't know what the hell he was trying to do. <laughs> I swear to God, the frustration. That I, used, I used stand at the door and like look out before anyone arrived and the girls would all be staring at me from the rain by the girls and the guys like I was friends with everyone in that club <laughs> and they'd be like, what the hell? How many months did you last in there? I was in there. I I only had to do it for, I think I was like two weeks and okay. then they moved me into the VIP area. It's an important initiation though. I, th- I think it's good training. I think it's a good foundation. I'm not joking. Mm-hmm. I was incredibly resilient. Yeah. I spent a lot of time being the sober girl, being like, you are the most beautiful thing in the entire world. Yeah. You do not have to take that from him. Yeah. You are looking amazing. You can dance. Yeah. Oh, might we get some water? Like that was me for two weeks being sober and listening to those incredibly gorgeous conversations amongst drunk women. Oh, yeah. But cleaned up a lot of puke, like a lot of puke. And then they did put me into the VIP area and I made a ridiculous amount of money because it was in this like Celtic tiger, like lots of money time. And um, and Limerick had a lot of money floating around. It was like the first time Limerick had ever had money. 
and I made a pile of money. I think I got to go to Australia two months earlier than I was meant to. So when you start making that that first kind of lump sum of money, um, isn't it just the most thrilling thing in the world? But it shocked me the amount yeah. of money these people were willing to tip you if you were nice to them. Yeah. Like if you got them their drinks before they had to go to the bar. Mm. And I was like, I don't know, Limerick people should not. I, this, I don't know if you know, you shouldn't be spending your money on this, lads. I want to get you a few drinks. But it was great. It was absolutely fantastic. Okay, what about your proudest moment so far? And we will wrap up on this because we've we've done lots of chatting today. Um, lots so of chatting we lots today. of chatting, yes. varied topics. Um, your proudest moment to date, Mwerin? Would you have one, a couple, none? I, I don't know if I've done anything. I think I feel like the job that I'm in, I'm privy to an awful lot of amazing things that people do. Mm. Getting to sit down. And see what it is that people are able to achieve. Like we just talked to a fella who's doing 135 mile ultra marathon through the mountains and desert in California today. His sister died of breast cancer and he's like, I'm going to go off and do this. And I've done 100 marathons and all this kind of stuff. And it's kind of amazing what people can achieve when they put their mind to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can be happy if I remember to scrape the bird shit off my car. It's, you know, sometimes it kind of puts things into Mm -hmm. perspective. But I think I'm proud that I've managed to keep a relationship going with a very, very forgiving person, I have to say. Fair play to him uh, that he does most things. I'm I'm proud of the unexpected career that I've managed to have, uh, that that's good. I'm proud of my friendships. I'm really proud of my family and sort of how you have to just kind of keep on going when someone's dead and you're like, oh God, you know, what are you going to do here? And, you know, keeping that family unit together. Um, proud of all that. But I don't, I don't, I don't think I have a very proud moment. I'm just proud I'm still, mm. proud I'm still going, lads. Good woman. Um, you don't talk about himself very much. So do you want to give him a moment now? <laughs> Come on, you knew I was going to ask that at some point. And I, you, he, he wants his own moment. Like he was a little, he was a little bit like, why didn't you talk about me more in the VIP interview? Like when, you know, I was being discreet and following orders and um, and you were, you were just being your usual discreet when it comes to him. But he wants his moment. You asked me something very, you're like, is there anything, you know, something nice? You, I know you don't want to talk about him. But is there something nice you'd like to say about him? And I was like, he's got very nice taste in runners. And then when he read that, he was like, is that, is that it? <laughs> like some days I do think that he's like, like, is that actually what you think of me? And my reaction, because an awful lot of people have an issue with the fact I call him the housemate. This is not my decision. Yeah. It's his decision. He doesn't want his name out there. He doesn't want to be fodder. He doesn't want to be on Instagram. He doesn't want me chatting about him on telly. So that's his issue. That's his thing. So I just have to respect that. Mm-hmm. And I also think other people, like I, I haven't changed his name by deed poll. I don't have him locked up in a little box being like, hi housemate, you can never leave this place. He is a very um, strong man in his mm-hmm. own right. But uh I do think I'm very, very lucky in finding someone like him that can put up with a useless fecker like me. Disorganised. I'm disorganised. I hate, like, he's trying to plan a holiday at the minute Mm -hmm. and I've got no interest. I love being on the holiday. Yeah. But planning it just feels like work. So he does... He does all of that stuff. He does all the cooking. Does he do all the cooking? He does all the cooking. Oh, I don't cook at all. Like, mm. he's amazing. Mm. And he'll sort of do this thing now where he'll, he's like meal prepping. So mm. is that, because I eat meal quite early prepping. in the yeah. day. Yeah. Because I'm going to bed. Um, he is truly a wonderful, wonderful human being. And he's mm. got a very pressurised job. And But we laugh all the time. 
Aww. I've never laughed with someone more as Aww. I do with him. I did, like yesterday we were saying something and he took a cup of water and he just he just spat it all out all over the kitchen. Aww. We were laughing so hard. And I just love that. I just love that we laugh together and I've n- I've never had that before and I and I love him for that. Priceless moment, a moment of treasure. Look at this. I'm See telling the you, See the telling you. Think <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us on V80 Moments. Um, it was lovely. This lovely to talk. Lovely chat. It's Load been, of crack. It's been a pleasure. And ladies, <laughs> if your bush comes out, it's fine, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs>